Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of the Duck Pod. I'm Ryan Thorburn, joined by Austin Meek. We're getting ready for Oregon's second game of the season against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And today our guest is Tom Chattel, longtime columnist columnist for the Omaha World Herald. Uh, Tom, I really enjoyed your column this year when you kind of reflected back on um, your decades, I guess, co- uh, covering the, the Huskers. Um, how long have you been covering this beat now? Yeah, I've, I've been calling this since 91, uh, 1991, and uh, I, I think Rich Brooks would have been the uh, the, the coach of the Ducks back then. Um, and uh, before that, I was in Kansas City. Uh, I covered the uh, KU, K-State, and Missouri beat uh, at the start in Kansas City during the 80s, so saw a lot of bad football, but a lot of great basketball. <laughs> well, you've seen a lot of things, but I don't think you've seen Nebraska play at Autzen Stadium. What's kind of the fan base's uh, feeling about this? Obviously, we're dealing with some smoke out here and some poor air quality right yeah. now, but um, are, are Nebraska fans kind of excited about you know playing Oregon in Autzen Stadium? Yes, very excited. Uh, you're right. It's, 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 it's sort of a once uh, I know they they played... Uh, a long, long time ago, but it's, uh, I'm not sure they've ever been to Oregon. I know I haven't. It's the bucket list uh, game for me. I've covered uh, college football in every corner of the country uh, except this one. I've, I've been up to uh, Washington where, where the uh, the boats come up to the stadium, and I've been to Cal where they shoot that cannon uh, on the on the hill. But uh, I've never been to a state of Oregon, so I'm fired up. Uh, I've seen pictures of it, and certainly the uh, the state of duck football, uh, the emergence as, as a national power uh, over the last uh, you know, the last 20 years or so, uh, makes the trip more appealing. Uh, you know, it's a couple of teams really that are sort of knocking on the door, trying to get back into that national relevance. Uh, and I'm not sure anybody's going to do it this Saturday, um, but it, it's it's a fun it's a fun game between two programs trying to get back up, and uh, I think that the winner is going to feel a, a lot better about things. Well, we had a great time in Lincoln last year. The Nebraska fans always roll out the red carpet, and hopefully, uh, Nebraska people will have the same experience up here. Uh, I when I went down last year, I I tried to talk to some people about 
Mike Riley and just sort of the vibe of the fan base about Mike. Obviously, it was a tough first season. They went 9-4 and four last year, which seems to kind of be the kiss of death for a Nebraska football coach. What's, what's the mood now uh, in, in Riley's third season, and, and what do you think he has to do this year to really get, get the fan base 100% on board with him? Well, yeah, it, 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 I mean, I think he's uh, – he, obviously, everybody in Oregon knows he's a, he's a great man, uh, you know, very nice. He takes time for everybody. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, it's, it's the uh, – between the relationship from the, the coaches and the program with the rest of the state and recruiting um, – it, it, it's the best it's been off the field since the, the Tom Osborne days, hmm. and, and 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 Riley is is is, is the best with, with the with the average fan and, and the fan base uh, since Bob Devaney. You know, Tom would always show up and and and, and have lunch with you, but he always let you know he was he had somewhere else to be and hmm. and so on and so forth. It wasn't his cup of tea. Uh, but but Mike acts like he's your best friend, and th- and that was sort of the, the magic of Bob Devaney. So if he could ever win on the field really big, he he'd be, he'd be the guy. Um, everybody's pulling for him, but there's still a wait and see attitude about is this coaching staff from these Oregon State guys are they ever going to get it? Or is, is it you know is it ever going to be fundamental good football? Uh, you know, the last week people are still talking about the uh, um, the, the game management, the, the clock management kind of stuff. So everything, everything here, uh, I guess, picked apart pretty good. But there's still a sort of a wait and see. Not sure um, if this is the right thing or not, but it, it certainly is trending upward. Um, but I think, and now they're going to have they have their a quarterback. Everybody is okay now. You get your guy. No more excuses. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what uh, what this is all about. But it's such a young defense to go into the three four, and it takes a while to do that. I don't think anybody's expecting a championship or anything this uh, this year. But they certainly they sure like to beat Wisconsin, and they sure like to get back to beat Iowa. And 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 I think by the end of the year, you know. I, I don't know if anybody really expects nine or wins again um, because of the schedule um, with Ohio State, Oregon, and Penn State. Uh, it's a tough deal. Um, but they, they just want to feel like at the end of the year that it, it's going in the right direction. And uh, they try to get to next year when they play at, at Michigan and, and at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, at Iowa. Mm, (laughs) It's never easy, but uh, I think they just want to feel like it's going in the right direction. And they did last year, but the the things really bottomed out the last couple games. Uh, They got blown out. They didn't really show well. Uh, That's why Mark Banker was fired and the special teams coach was fired. So, uh, you know, I really showed a lot of urgency. Uh, The the Bo Pelini uh, era – he kind of kept his his buddies on the staff and didn't get rid of anybody, and that, and that was part of his downfall. Um, and you know, uh, Mike is not showing any hesitation with getting rid of his buddies. <laughs> yeah. So there's certainly that, that urgency there. What was your first impression of, of Tanner Lee? He's a guy that 
you know, got a lot of buzz during the off season, and obviously quarterback is the key to this whole thing. And 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 so I guess just what did you take away from the first game in terms of Lee and also um, their new three-four defense? And uh, obviously they gave up some points and yards, but is that something that can get better from game to game? Because obviously Oregon's offense creates some unique problems. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lee will be sort of a, a familiar guy to Oregon uh, fans. He's sort of a classic Pac-12 quarterback in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, very savvy, drop back, uh, reads well. Uh, he's got great touch. Um, he can make all the throws, and they're, they're really happy about him. He's an older guy who sat out last year after playing at Tulane. So um, he, he's so he's not, he he didn't get rattled last week. Um, he's 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 sort of an older, mature guy. So uh, then the, I think I, I, I think as long as the offensive line keeps him upright, that he's going to be uh, he, he, each and every good year. And and they found a running game in the first game, so that's even better news for him. He won't have to, he won't have to be Superman. Uh, they'll be able to move the ball on the ground. Uh, so that, that, that was welcome news, especially for a defense that uh, had kind of a rough night. And it, it's not going to get better this week. It's going to get tougher, uh, as we know. Um, Oregon's got everything Arkansas State has and more, and they run the ball. And uh, you know, the guy, uh, Royce, was uh, injured in the game last year. He, he was running up and down the field. Uh, in the game last year, and then he got hurt. So they they, they, they kind of kind of break there last year when that happened. So um, you know the defense. Uh, uh, Bob Diaco, the uh, the new coordinator, uh, was at Notre Dame when they went to the national championship game. Uh, went to UConn to be head coach. That didn't work, but he's he's an excellent coordinator. He came out last night and said, "Hey, our plan was uh, to give up yards." But, but, but but not let them in the end zone, and we were we were kind of hoping that if if you give them long drives, that, that they're going to mess up or fumble or something. You know, there'll be penalties, and it was really an interesting philosophy I've never heard before <laughs> from a coordinator. But what it tells me is they like the personnel and the defense, and they they have a lot of guys who do thin linebacker, but they're young and they don't know where they're going and. Uh, they don't really trust them, man. They just want everybody to kind of back up and give it, let everything happen in front. So um, that that probably won't work. Uh, it, that's not going to work this week. <laughs> so they're going to have to. Uh, he may have. He may going to have to take some chances. And I think they will. I don't think they'll play the exact same way. I think it was vanilla on purpose, partially to get to the first game. Partially, maybe they're not show Oregon every you know everything they're doing or anything that you know, but you know uh, Taggart and and Diaco have have gone at it uh, in the uh, AAC uh, the last couple of years, so they they know about each other. Um, and that's a nice little side chess match for all of us to watch this week. Um, certainly, um, I think Nebraska uh, needs to be. Aware of running the ball, keeping the chains moving, keeping the ducks on the sideline, if that's that they can do that, and they're going to have to try to win a shootout. 
That philosophy of giving up a lot of yards has been Oregon's defensive philosophy for a long time, too. It hasn't worked out for them that well. Um, you mentioned Mike cutting loose a couple of his buddies that had been with him for a long time, and I know out here that raised some eyebrows because Mark Banker had been with Mike forever at Oregon State and Bruce Reed. Um, was that surprising um, to people in Nebraska? Do you think that was all all Mike's call? Um, and... Um, What's sort of been the the reaction to the the new de- defensive coordinator and uh, the philosophy he's brought in? Yeah, I think it was a little surprising, but but you know, but people really don't know much about Mike. They're, they're you know we're we're also kind of learning as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a quote um, early on uh, the first year um, that he had, or no, it was one of their uh, one of their coaches had about a quarterback who. Um, when they got to Nebraska, there was a quarterback here that, that they had uh, re- recruited to Oregon State, and he got him coming to Nebraska. Well, they asked the guy uh, to move to tight end or another position, and and uh, one of those one of one of the offensive coaches from Oregon State was was in Nebraska with Riley. Uh, was asked, "Well, you guys recruited him to Oregon State. Why didn't you Why didn't you keep him a quarterback here?" And the answer was, he could play quarterback in Oregon State. He can't play quarterback here. Mm-hmm. So the, the the feeling was, whatever we did at Oregon State isn't going to work. It's, it's not all going to work here. We're going to have to do some things a little differently. So I think that's what that was all about um, with Banker and Bruce Reed. And, 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 and uh, Mike fired the, a defensive line coach after the first year, which wasn't his, his, his guy. It was a Mark Banker guy. Uh, a guy named uh, Hank Hughes. So Riley didn't really know him, but he wasn't recruiting very well. And uh, he, he's really assembled the staff of, of, of good young recruiters. Uh, a guy from uh, Arizona, uh, I believe, last year, Dante Williams. But uh, anyway, the um, so there's, he's shown urgency, and, that, and that's been welcome. People here want to win now. They're They've been going nine and four forever, and they they, they want they want to break through. Um, so, you know that, that, that's why the end of last season was was, was really disappointing, and because uh, they were seven and zero and ranked number seven in the country going to Wisconsin last uh, year, and they lost in overtime at Madison, and everything just kind of fell apart. But so they, they were they were on track to have a pretty good year. Uh, at, at that point, but yeah, I, I think it's it's um, a deal where they're really. I, I think like, again, it's it's kind of wait and see. Uh, you know, Mike has shown the urgency. What I always kind of wondered at, and he, he's sixty one, sixty two right now. Um, you know, obviously, is going to be probably his last job. Uh, I wonder how much in his mind, how many more years he has. Feels like he has left. I think he knows that they aren't going to be very patient with him here. The uh, wild card is that the AD, uh, Sean Eichhorst, is not really popular. He doesn't. He's not real known by anybody. He just kind of keeps to himself in the office. Um, and when he hired Riley, I mean, it was a shock. And I think that the feeling is that he may not get he may get he may not get to hire another football coach so he he needs Riley to work out um 
So I don't think anybody's thinking that Riley's going to get fired unless they have to, unless they have a new AD. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's happened before too in 2007. <laughs> so <laughs> Steve Peterson and Bill Callahan. So we've seen that story before. We're starting to we're starting to get reruns, uh, <laughs> which nobody likes. But uh, I, I think it's. Um, you know, I personally think I think Riley should uh, should get five years at least. The recruiting has is, is really really been on the upswing. Uh, they have a nice uh, foothold in California, but you know you can't. Uh, <laughs> at some point, you're going to win. I don't think people are expecting it this week, but they want to see the offense. Um, you know, continue to to score and improve, and they want to get obviously. They want the defense to make some strides, but uh, it's not be the wrong way to do that. Well, I think Oregon State fans were as shocked as anyone that uh, Mike Riley ended up at Nebraska because the Beavers weren't exactly setting the world on fire when he got that upgraded mm-hmm. gig. Um, one guy yes. that was mentioned prominently was, you know, Oregon's offensive coordinator at the time, Scott Frost, who's now at Central Florida, obviously. Uh, had a brilliant career at Nebraska. What's kind of the fans feeling about Scott Frost's evolution as a coach, and maybe you know down the line someday that could be uh, uh, a subject that comes up if Riley retires or things don't work out. Yeah, absolutely. It's already come up, and uh, there's a lot of fans with one eye on on Orlando right now, one eye on this Lincoln, one eye on Orlando, and uh, they're all watching their games whenever they're on TV. And they're keeping a very close eye on on Scott, so yeah, he's seen as uh, an up and coming um, guy. And I think there may have been uh, some disappointment, maybe in, in Scott's camp, and maybe uh, some fans here that he didn't he didn't get a sniff uh, when they fired Polini. He didn't get an interview, and uh, I, you know, that's certainly I don't know how I never you know been able to. Talk to him about that. I don't know how he feels about that, but um, but certainly the uh, the feeling is that you know he's going to be he's he's going to be requested. Uh, the, the fans are going to want him back, and especially if if he does as well as, as everybody thinks uh, down there. Um, so it's just a question of 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 would he ever come you know to work for the AD here? So. Um, which is an interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, Scott is more loyal to Tom Osborne, and uh, you know, Tom, Tom wasn't quite ready to, to uh, um, you know, step aside as AT. And he kind of was. It, it was very awkward how it all happened. So I don't. I don't know how things are going there right now. But uh, I think there's a there's definitely a feeling that uh, if this doesn't work out, that. Uh, they're going to try to get Scott uh, if they can. So, you know, ho- hopefully he'll do well there. He should. And, um, you know, it, it, looks, it looks like it could be destiny one day. We'll have to see. Yeah. Well, Tom, thanks Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be keeping tabs on your stuff in the World Herald. Uh, have a good trip out here. Hopefully the air <laughs> clears out for us and uh, you have a good time first uh, trip to Eugene. And we'll say hello to you in the press box on Saturday. Cool. I can't wait. Thanks a lot.